All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mike's on. Hello. 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 Are they on? I don't know. Is this a test? Are they really? Uh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Welcome in to Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio, continuing along on our one show per week, slacking off because it's summer, even though it's not summer, it's September. I don't know. The weather today would uh, lead you to believe otherwise. I think summer is still lingering. A lot of leaves have changed color since I was last in town, though. And I was only on for like five days. Well, yeah. seven days. If 24 you count the degrees today. Hot. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Um, shorts. Just for the show. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, one with the jogger look today. Anywho, welcome in. Uh, are mics working? They are. Okay. <laughs> I don't know Good. why you said that. I don't know. Because <laughs> I didn't hear the intro coming through the speaker. You guys said it and it scared me. I had to check okay, on my phone. We're good. We're good. Uh, anyways, live from the Sports Closet Studio. Check them out online. Sportscloset.ca. Live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Lance Kane. First one in. We really missed our opportunity to bring low tide on Oilers Nation every day. Um, yeah, we did, I guess. But I'm do, I do his show every Friday still. So there's that. If you want low tide drum shit content. I've not been asked to do any hits yet. On Sports 1440? Not one. Although. Have you, have you tried asking them? No, no, no. I would never do that. I would never go out of my comfort zone. Um, did you hear the big news Gregor announced the other day, which was actually big for me on a weekend? So do you know how, like when 1260 was around, you would listen on the weekend and you would get ESPN. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to get Fox Sports on there yeah, too, so you can get okay, your football coverage, Oh, which is big on Sundays. It is. I always liked driving around if you weren't like hunkered down watching the games and there was like a radio version of Red Zone that yeah, used to play. It was uh, with Field, the husband and wife. Yeah. I can't remember what the name uh, was. Uh, was it Fitz? Uh, 
he was Freddie and Fitz. Freddie Sim, and Fitz, Fitz was another show. It was a different show. Yeah, but that yeah, was but you're right. It was the husband and wife. Yeah, yeah they were they were really good. Called. If anyone remembers their name, drop it in the chat for us because we'll go crazy. Um, the blank project <laughs> is in. I love this comment. You know we are getting close to hockey season when paranoia is running rampant through the fan base. Uh, Blank Project says, McDavid needs to watch Bedard very closely. Now's not the time to play around anymore. We need to get this done before Chicago becomes a powerhouse. I am so unafraid of the Chicago Blackhawks that I needed to read this message into the show a couple of times (laughs) before I went live with it. Connor McDavid had 156 points last year. I think so far this century from 2000 on, the second most is like 128. Connor McDavid yeah. doesn't need to be watching anyone that closely. Can we pull up the forward lines from the Chicago Blackhawks, please? Because Do we have them on it? I we, we can get them. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good way to go with this exercise. There's nothing to fear. Connor Bedard will be fantastic. Oh, he'll be fun. Might get 70 points this year. Might get 70. Yeah. Might, uh, Might score 30. Maybe Connor might have 30 by the all-star break. <laughs> In fact, I'd probably bet on it. Connor McDavid might have a down year and have 140 points. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. We're not worried about the Blackhawks, <laughs> not worried about the Blackhawks at all. Eric is in and says Bedard apparently destined for 40 goals in his rookie season. If he gets 40, like that is exceptional. And I feel like to an extent, McDavid and Matthews with their unreal rookie seasons. Yeah. Might've, Kind of set some the expectation a bit too high for Bedard. I think he's Matthews esque. I ha- that's the tier I eventually see him being in. The term generational probably got thrown around a bit too much over the last decade. With, he's very good, like just in general, because McDavid came and there was this hype train for McDavid, and everyone yeah. was like, "Who's his OV?" Right? Because Crosby and Ovechkin were both generational. Who's his OV? So then a ton of pressure got put on Matthews. Some people tried to do it with like Lafreniere, even though I, I think if you knew what you were talking about you knew that was never really the case. Mm. And now everyone's doing it with Bedard. And while I don't think Connor Bedard's Alexi Lafreniere, I don't think he's Connor McDavid. Like, let's not get that twisted. What did he's I, Matthews. I'm trying to, yeah, he is Matthews. In the terms of he'll never be McDavid, but he's going to be right there in that tier two. I think I said when he went first overall, right around, right around that time, that he would be the sixth best first overall pick since 2000. I think I, I, it was something around there anyway, just in the sense of like, he's going to be elite of the yeah. elite. He's not going to bust. I don't think he's way too no. good. First player in the WHL to get exceptional status and lit it up. He, this kid is amazing. I'm really excited to actually watch him. It, not only him though, but did you see Adam Fantilli also scored a hat trick? On the he's going to be night? nasty, man. Fantilli's that, good. This draft class is, is kind of nuts to be honest. Leo Carlson's a great player too. And what was that? I was one, two, three, I think. I stayed out of the news cycle while I was gone because I was just trying to really unplug, but I did see the Fantilli news. I think Babcock's going to do something really good for him. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's really going to work well. Yeah, well, you know, Babcock has a reputation. He does. <laughs> he does. Uh, Jordan and Shea Cornett were the married that's ESPN it. couple. Thank you, Nuge Lover, in yeah. the YouTube chat. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Um, we'll get to the Star Mechanical News Desk where Liam will update me on what I missed around the world of hockey <laughs> while I was gone. Um, but also, one last thing on the Bedard conversation we were just having. I've got the lines. Okay, we do have the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, let's get those up be- quickly before we move on. Okay, Taylor Hall. Okay, yeah, I forgot they had Hall. So Hall and Bedard, Reichel, Anthony Sioux, Tyler Johnson. What is that? Uh, Taylor Radish. Ryan Donato's on the Hawks. Uh, Corey Perry. I forgot Corey to pay that guy $4 million. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. 
This yeah, there, this team's Taylor Hall will be a great Edmonton Oiler at a deadline. I mean, like, come on, look at this. <laughs> they have Jared. Keep Tenorti. an eye on him, though. Jared Tenorti is playing two LD. This team is coming last again, or <laughs> real close to it. Someone trying to bait me into a cat food bet, Viperisk? No, <laughs> learn my lesson. But like, what was the bet? I don't oh, know what the bet. Something on the Hawks, okay. I would imagine. Like, I'm not going to say it, but like, the Hawks are not making the playoffs. I mean, I'll say it. no. They will not make the playoffs. That division I will also is very say it. good. I will also say it. Who's they're in the Central? I think the division's right? okay. Well, I mean, just in comparison of them trying to make the playoffs, yeah, like the amount <laughs> like, of teams that are like, oh man, the new NHL website sucks. By the way, I know I we just bitched used good old Google. Right, okay, in the Central, Colorado's good. Dallas is good. I wonder about many this year. They're good, though. They're good. Yeah, I don't know if they're 103 but, points again, but, but they're but good. When is that cap issue going to yeah. catch up to them? Winnipeg probably not going to be that good. Nashville probably not going to be that good. St. Louis, although Soros can keep you in the playoff contention, and they got Ryan O'Reilly. They want to believe they're good, which is weird. Which makes me believe they'll basically be what they were last season. Yeah, uh, St. Louis could be okay. Yeah, news on them in the Star Mechanical news desk coming up right away. Arizona, I think an interesting sleeper potentially in that division. But like, I think Winnipeg comes down off 95 points. I think Nashville comes down off 92. I think Mini comes down off 103. Mm-hmm. That those points got to go somewhere. I think it's Arizona who eats them up, not Chicago. Is kind of what I'm getting at here. If there's a team that's going to improve, yeah. it's Arizona, not Chicago. Who, who's Chicago's goalie? Uh the uh, Staylock. I don't know. I might it be. is Peter Mrazek ah. and ah, yes. Arvid Soderblom. Peter Mrazek's the guy you bring in when you want Connor Bedard. Now that you have Connor Bedard, you're kind of like, shit, why do we sell Mrazek? But they, you want, know. they want Salabrini this year. Yeah, I was going to say, who's going first next year? But the thing I wanted to say with Bedard and also Fantilli, people lost their minds, right? That mm. one goal, Bedard, kind of like across his body, just looked effortless the way he fired it to the far top corner. He did it at rookie camp. Do you remember when that was us, though? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it's good. Good for Hawks fans, I guess. You enjoy this. And Blue Jackets fans, you too. But come on. Yeah. It, come it, on. It, he did it against a bunch of guys he should be doing it against. It, it, he's the best player at any of these camps. It doesn't matter if you've been drafted in the last three years or you're drafted with this guy. Like, Bedard is the best rookie at any of these camps right now. And yes, he should be scoring hat tricks. Holloway did it last year. In the preseason, in, not even rookie camp. He was good in both. Oh, but yeah. But either yeah. way, like you want the yeah. organization needs to be like, yeah, you should probably have like six goals this weekend. You've been watching Oilers rookie camp in Penticton. I watched uh, most of it yesterday. Yes. Okay. Well, good. Because that ties into our Sherwood Ford giant preseason question of the day. No longer giant offseason question. It's now the Sherwood Ford giant preseason question mm. of the day brought to you by Sherwood Ford. Sherwood Ford the giant. Why would you not go there for your next vehicle? You know, they have a mobile service department. Pull right up to your place of work, get your oil changed, whatever you need done. Shout out to Sherwood Ford, the giant. Uh, Liam, this one is for you. Mm. Most exciting player or most exciting takeaway from Oilers rookie camp in Penticton. Go. There is a couple. Um, I will say, the I think the Oilers team did relatively well considering they're ranked like 31st prospect pool in the league. And I mean, it's a it's good and bad that they're that low. It means that the others are actually good and they're trading picks and all that kind of stuff. Yep. I think the others have a lot of good prospects, to be honest. Bo Aki was looked good. He's a very good skating defenseman. Yep. I think this year where he's with the Barry Colts, 
will be big for him because Brent Clark won't be there. Mm-hmm. And I believe Bruce Kerlock pointed out when the others drafted him, the first half of the season when Brent Clark was in the LA Kings organization, Aki basically ran the show. And then when Clark got sent down, it didn't go as well for him, naturally. Yeah. So Aki looked very good. He looked like he belonged. The Oilers used him in basically all the situations, to be honest. Yesterday wasn't fantastic to him. He took three minor penalties. Don't do that. It was a little silly. But he's Bedard good. scores three goals. Aki picks up three pim or three Patrick either down. way. Yep. Same, same. I like him a lot. Xavier Borgo is good, I think, to the other's best forward, I would say. Were you underwhelmed by him considering this is his third rookie second camp? Second rookie camp? A little bit, yeah. But I think he's going to be a lot better this season in Bakersfield. I think the second year in the American League is when these players always take off. You get, you get used to the structure a little bit yeah. more and things uh, like that. Like It is hard coming out of junior when you're not a Bedard Fantilli, whatever. And, and Borgo said that too in his pre-rookie tournament mm-hmm. interview. He just said he's like, way more different than I expected it to be. But reading Bruce Kerlock again, who covers basically everything Condos for us in his season review of him said that a lot of other rookies on that team didn't get the exposure that Borgo got. And he was playing all situations. And the only rookie to outscore him was Noah Philp, who is what, three or four years older than him too. Yeah. So a bit of a gap there. So I think Borgo will be big. He was decent at this tournament. And Petrov's goal. Did you see that one time he scored? That was unbelievable. Yeah, that bring was an Cass, hammer. Bring how, Cass, how about yeah. we watch it right here? Oh, look at that, Aaron. All right, let's take a peek at this thing. I, I thought that was going to be 43. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a couple people in the YouTube chat here saying they were really impressed with Petrov. BMAX is one of them. Kyle just dropped in a comment as well saying he's going to be a very good prospect. Like, that's, oh, that's, that's legit. That's NHL level shot. Let's be honest. The fact this guy went in the sixth round. He's got some size, too. He's, he puts up a lot of points in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, watching yesterday's game, Savoy made some good plays. Savoy just needs to find some rhythm in this game, I think. He's been injured a lot. He got injured at Penticton last year, I believe. And he missed and a decent he, chunk of time. So I think this year, the big thing for him is stay on the ice as much as you can. Yep. We watched him a lot in junior. He was never injured. And when he got in a rhythm... He was dangerous every time. And yesterday, it wasn't even the fact of his shot. That was He scored a goal. Oh, this yeah. is it. He just kind of follows it to the net here. But it was his passing that was big for him. He made a good play to Borgo. And also, there was another one on the back yeah. post, too. I think it was to Borgo again. And it came from Savoy creating a chance. So he needs to get going a little bit, too. Let's run that one back one more time. I want to, I want to get one more look at it. I ran into Carter Savoy not that long ago. And he said kind of, you know, he's healthy and was kind of healthy all summer sort of yeah. thing. And how important that was. For him, and he says he's excited to go. He wants to stick around in camp for as long as he can. But I love that, right? You, you just find a soft spot, go to the find hoop. an area on the ice. Yeah, you go to the hoop, drive the board. And it's guys like that and, and Petrov that I think will find a way to the NHL one day because they can shoot. Finding a shooter is some of the hard, hardest things to do. In, in having hockey. one thing that you are yeah. very, very good at, and then just rounding out your game in the American League, and you'll you'll have a chance at some point. Hundred percent, and. Mm. Um, Nathaniel Day was the goalie the Oilers drafted this yeah, year. Someone said he was shaky in the first half. I mean, watching the game yesterday, I doubted him quite, quite heavy on him. The goals he allowed in the first period, especially, I think it was two of them were like straight up just screen. There was absolute crowds in front of him. It just went right through him. But he made like two or three, maybe four like grade A saves. So North Bay were not very good last season. They're supposed to be a little bit better this year. Maybe he gets traded. He needs to be on a good team, but he looks like he's got some mobility about him. But the other's goaltending depth is quite good now. 
But yeah, uh, oh, and uh, Max Warner. Obviously, a lot of talk about him. He's like six foot four. I heard stay. a rumor his family follows Oilers Nation. I heard that too. Hmm. Interesting. He, he'll be good. I love him now. <laughs> Two right-sided defensemen in Warner and Nike. That's good. And and again, you kind of talk about the natural progression of the depth chart on the Oilers, because that's an important thing to look at when these prospects start to go to the American League and you start to maybe get your hopes up a little bit. But Cody Cece's got two years left on his deal. Mm. If Cody Cece presumably leaves after those two years, hopefully you have one of Maximus Warner or Bo Akey that can Very slide good. in and be a good young defenseman for you. Maybe yeah. in a couple of years... You know, Vinny Darnay is 29 at that point. Maybe you're looking to upgrade there. It's interesting. Cheaper it's contracts, inter- yeah. Uh, one other player I'll give a quick shout out to uh, for the story more than anything is uh, Jake Sloan. Plays for the Tri-City Americans. He scored two goals in the first game for the Oilers. And he's basically just a power forward. He was a camp invite. Mm-hmm. He's actually from Scotland. And he moved here when he was like seven. Right eight. around where you're from. Pretty close. <laughs> but... To start hockey at like eight years old and then make it to an NHL training camp is uh, quite impressive considering you're not even from Canada. So no kidding. maybe he didn't even start at seven, eight. I don't know. That's just when he moved here. So it's two goals in training camp for him. That's what I always so. tell people about your story too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very similar way. paths. Yeah. <laughs> also went to a rugby game with him once. Our dads are friends. Really? Yeah. I know. I My dads are friends together. So he was younger. He probably doesn't remember. Scotland were playing, I think it might have been Canada at Commonwealth. This was years ago. And yeah, we went to the game together. I feel like you just kind of buried the lead on this yeah, whole thing. Like, well, we I made a joke. It, and like, hey, you didn't want to make it about yourself. I get <laughs> no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah. He had a good camp. So we'll see. He's going back to WHL. we get him on the show? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Maximus Warner family following Oilers Nation. I mean, come on. We should be able to get him on the show yeah. too. Slide into our DMs. Why don't you? Um, Jeremy anyone knows anyone. Let us know. There, Jeremy's in. Says late to the party. Nice hat, Liam. Go crew. What's Big the weekend? Did they win two and zero this weekend? Eleven goals in two games. We got a. Uh, we're not actually not back on home ice until like early October now. Ah, classic so. AJ show though. <laughs> yeah, big game against Brooks this weekend. So yeah. we'll see see where we're at. All right, there you go. There's our rookie camp update. It was the subject of today's Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question. Judge Sherwood Ford, the giant. Give him a follow on social. Uh, Let's go outside of Edmonton a little bit. Dig into the Star Mechanical News Desk, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You need 24-7 emergency service. You know they got you. 780. Oh, there it is. 481-8873. Haven't done a Star Mechanical ad reading a bit. I was curious if you were able to remember. I had it. It was on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) Shout out to Star Mechanical. Uh, They were a lot of fun at the Oilers Nation Open that they were at the Tales Blast. They were a blast. Their their tent was very much was very good. Uh, let's talk about it. Mike Babcock, you're gone. Smell you later. Yeah. Actually, probably never. <laughs> probably the last straw for him. It'll be like, I don't think he, Mike Babcock going to get in the Hall of Fame? No. I don't think now he can, but I think beforehand he's, dude, he's got cups. He's got Olympic golds. How is he not a Hall of Fame coach? He's a winner. Because he's an asshole. And yeah, well, now, yeah, now. Well, it's not the Hall of Good People. <laughs> like, let's be honest. <laughs> true, if yeah. you go back, I mean. There's probably you, a couple dirt bags in that hall. Oh, yeah. It, I was at the Hockey Hall of Fame a couple of days ago as a part of my trip. Yes, welcome back, Tyler. Welcome back. Um, but anyways, that Babcock thing is. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I just don't. And I'm trying to really put this in a good way. If you're Columbus, how did you not in the interview process at any point be like, I don't think he learned his lesson because it's not even like he lasted half a year, half of training camp. He couldn't get through his intro intro interviews without royally screwing this up. And I don't know, man. I, I think there's some mixed messages coming out of that Blue Jackets locker room when you listen to like what Jenner has said and what Patty Line have said. Goudreau. Yeah, Goudreau. Like, I don't know. It's very clear that he crossed a line. I just think the times have clearly passed Mike Babcock by. When the first set of statements came out from Jenner and Babcock, I, I'll be honest, I kind of took his side a little bit and was like, you know, maybe this is just a misunderstanding. Maybe he legitimately just wanted to get to know these guys a little bit better. But then once you hear, and Mike Babcock clearly isn't a guy that deserves the benefit of the doubt. I probably should have known that. Um, but then you hear the NHLPA does an investigation and like the investigation didn't even last that long. And the Blue Jackets, well, you know, we're just going to get out in front of this. He's done. We're not even going to let this whole thing kind of even come to light even more than it already has. I just don't know how you misread a hire that bad. Dude, Jarmo Kekalainen said that Babcock asked him to see his phone. And I was like, how does he not think that's weird if he's asking the GM that? Which, like, <laughs> again, maybe if you were, I mean, like, what's on Jarmo Kekalainen's phone and all, like, what? Prospect videos? Like, what are we yeah. doing here? Versus Who knows? what could be on a 21-year-old rookie's phone that he's not expecting to have to show to his coach. And maybe there was an, right, and you kind of start to fill in the gaps of, like, ooh, I could kind of see how this, like, didn't go well. Or if a player was like, yeah, like I can show you a few and Babcock was like, no, no flip through them all. Like, okay. Then like we've crossed the line. I just think this comes down to a respect thing. And we hear a lot about how coaching now in the NHL in all sports is so much different. I'm sure you talk about it in junior hockey a lot too. So much different than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. There has to be a bit more mutual respect. And that's clearly not the way Mike Babcock ran his teams in Detroit. Listen to the stories a guy like Mike Commodore will tell you, although he's maybe far on one end of the spectrum. Listen to what happened with Johan Franz and listen to all that stuff. Mike Medano. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Listen to people in Toronto. Respect is not something Mike Babcock gives out. 
And no. nowadays, that's just that's not an option anymore. And I love what Robin Brownlee has a great piece up about it on uh, OilersNation.com. Can you imagine Jay Woodcroft doing that to Connor McDavid? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Like you wouldn't, right? And Jay Woodcroft, very well respected in that Oilers room. He is loved by his players. They love going to war for Jay Woodcroft with Jay Woodcroft. And maybe that's the distinction you have to make. Mike Babcock expects expects a bunch of players who are going to put him on a pedestal because he's Mike Babcock. Hmm. And that just doesn't fly anymore. And I think it's really unfortunate that Columbus misread this situation as bad as they did. I'm generally a fan of what Yarmo Kekalainen's done with that organization, even if the results haven't always been there. I think there's been a lot of good in Columbus, but I almost feel like he should have paid the price for this as well. I think if you're John Davidson, you can look at a GM who hasn't produced a lot of on-ice results, who's gotten chances to hire torts, didn't work out, went with Brad Larson in a different direction, didn't work out, went back to this Mike Babcock way, didn't work out. Hmm. Kekalainen should probably pay the price considering he's in the last year of his deal, but unfortunate situation all the, all around Babcock's never getting another job. Did, did you see two things, maybe three things. One, Mike Babcock finishes in the top 10 of Columbus blue jackets wins. Well, yeah. Cause 10th <laughs> head coach. Sure. Which is funny Two, I, I feel like John Tortorella is catching a lot of, what do you call that? A lot of strays in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Players actually window. really like him. Well, it's it's hit and miss, but yeah. you get more positive reviews for Torts than you do about when that. I when Jeff Woywick had played uh, worked with the Crusaders. I would talk to him about like his NHL career, and he yeah. played under like Tippett, Hitchcock, and Tortorella, and he said Torts was the best coach because the, all the the players loved him. He was a players coach. I know he comes across as an asshole to the media because I think he wants to be. Yeah. But either way, that's he, he likes being the storyline. He never wants his team. To I be feel the like he line. has yeah. the players back. He has like the you get that feeling. I don't, don't think it's fair to put, and I know you weren't doing this, but I don't think it's fair to put Tortorella and Babcock in the same category. They're similar styles in this like old school mentality kind of way. One's clearly a manipulator. One's, the other one, I think, has some redeeming qualities. Yes. Good point. Yeah. So that's fair. And um, yeah, for, for Kekalein and like, what an error. I, I I said it when he got hired. I cannot believe they allowed this to happen. Yeah. To be honest. Like, how could you have this team who is young and upcoming be coached by Mike Babcock? Like it just seems like it just seemed like a massive error. And ultimately they've paid the price. And I, I agree. Uh and should have been let go at the same time, too. I think his leash is pretty much like as close as you can get right now, the short as you can be. Oh yeah. There's not a lot left. One more error and he's out the door. I'd be shocked if he lasts the season, to be honest. And yeah, okay, I like a comedy. I'm going to touch on it in a second because right now we're getting the whole Bill Peters redemption tour in Lethbridge, oh, my which doesn't make sense at all. Again, a guy who has not gone, hasn't, has barely taken a step towards making good his wrongs. He hasn't even apologized. Yeah. Actually, he just apologized. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. Yes. But like, even with Babcock, like, I'm around the university hockey scene a little bit. I I heard some stories about Babcock, man, that were like really not They, they good. were really bad. They were really good. bad. Yeah. And again, like you hear them and you go, ooh, that's exactly what I would expect the story of Mike Bab, uh, story about Mike Babcock to end. Like, yeah, bad dude did not go to Saskatchewan and learn how to work with the younger generation no. and be better and respect his staff and all that. Not at all by the stories I heard. So again, you kind of thought maybe going to the NHL would be a little bit different and he would try to buy in a little bit to 
again, his last chance to be an NHL head coach and end off a potentially Hall of Fame career in a positive. No, he didn't do that. And it's it's weird that people and people in hockey are so obsessed with these redemption stories and redemption arcs for people who don't deserve it or need it. 100%. Mike Babcock never needed to work again. No, they didn't deserve to He could have ridden off into the sunset and be like, hey, I'm, I'm done. And again, probably a Hall of Fame career if this Columbus thing doesn't happen. Now we don't know. Oh, Bill boy. Peters, there's no, if you were the Lethbridge Hurricanes, you should be embarrassed that this is happening in your organization. Yeah. Absolutely embarrassed. And you can sit there and be like, what? He doesn't deserve a second chance. I am oh. not against second chances if you earn them. Hmm. And if you're Lethbridge, there are, and again, Liam, you're around the sport in this province. There are how many deserving head coach candidates in Western yeah. Canada? We had one of them on our show last year. Yeah, we did. You're going to tell me Sean Bell would have been a bad hire in Lethbridge? No. Yeah. And again, he's built like with Babcock, you could sit there and if you're Columbus, you're like, okay, Hall of Fame coach. Like if you're going to take a chance on someone, again, it was a dumb decision, but if you're going to do it, Hall of Fame coach, if you're Lethbridge, why the hell are you doing it for Bill Peters? I agree. <laughs> like you're, you're hitting all the nails on the head here, Tyler. And there's this thing I, I, you know, the, what's it called? The old boys club. In hockey. Yeah. 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 Some guys are on that old boys club and I think they deserve to have chances. Like people get frustrated when like Ken Hitchcock gets another job or like a Lindy Ruff. It's like, but what have they ever done wrong to not deserve it? Actually good guys. There is something about having like a strong yes, experienced head coach. 100%, yeah. But there's guys like Bill Peters, Babcock, and I'm sure there's a couple other guys on that list too. Can't think of right now who are just undeserving. A name should never be brought up within yeah. the conversation. And I hope hockey can get away from this where they allow people who actually deserve the opportunity to succeed in their career, to get the opportunity to continue to thrive and, and make the game better. Yep. Also, I feel like the whole retread thing in the NHL does get a hair overblown. I agree. Like, you, let's go through the list of current NHL head coaches. Um, I'll try to read off all the guys that are new hires. Correct me if I'm wrong on them, or first time head coaches, I should say. Relative. Look. Spencer Carberry in Washington, first time. Yeah. Um, Sheldon Keefe, first time. John Cooper, it was his first time. Craig Berube, not technically, but there was a long gap in between yeah. two, but Berube, not technically. Dave Haxtell wasn't. David Quinn wasn't. Mike Sullivan was. He was an assistant on benches, but never a head coach. David Quinn, that's only second NHL job. Second NHL job, yeah. DJ Smith in Ottawa. He was in, he was, he was in the minors. Yeah, he was new. Um, Lane Lambert in the, with the Islanders. He was an assistant for a long yeah, time. but was never a head. Um, Andrew Brunette was briefly, like, Florida, Six yeah. months I had coach. I would count him as a first time yeah. hire though. Jay Woodcroft, first time hire. Derek Lalonde would have been a first time head coach. Yeah, because he was in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, Pascal Vincent now in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. First time. Probably why they should have just gone. Yeah. Uh, Jared Bednar in Colorado. I believe he was a first timer when he was hired. I, yeah, I believe so. Luke Richardson in Chicago would have been first a first timer. Uh, Rod Brindamore, first timer. Ryan Huska, first timer. What team's he with? Calgary. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Don Granado in Buffalo. Believe he was a first time head coach uh, at the NHL I believe level. So, uh, Montgomery's not Turnier at the NHL level is, mm-hmm. and Greg Cronin in Anaheim. He's old, but I believe this is the first NHL head coaching day. So, what did you count that? Like twenty eight? No, I think it's like seventeen. Oh, okay, I just was over fifty percent of the league though, right? I, Dean Evison in Minnesota, I missed too. And so. then you look and Marty St. Louis in Montreal. I you missed. look through the older guys. How many of them yeah. are undeserving of being in that position? Right? Like they all. I think the coaches in the NHL now. Yeah. 
maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, it is what it is. No, like there are there, some examples of yeah. it, but it's not as rampant as people think it is. Yes, 100%. It's not like in the NFL where Matt Patricia gets a new job every week and he's just yeah. bad at his job. He's just always he's just bad. Yeah. Speak ill of my former defensive hey, coordinator. He was my head coach and we were shit. But yeah, like... <laughs> Again, even on like some of the retreads, a lot of them are like, I would say, deserving candidates of getting rehired. Yeah. Like Todd McClellan is a good, good coach, coach in this league. Like, yeah, I would hire Todd McClellan if yeah. I was running an organization. I'd have no problem with Wasn't it. Wasn't Lindy Ruff and Adams finalist yeah. last year? Like these guys still have something to offer to the yep. game and we can't just get rid of everybody. Yeah. Like guys deserve to be it. Yep. Some guys. Not, 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 not every old coach is Mike Babcock. Yes, exactly. So I would like to get out of that little stigma of it too. All right. Uh, let's keep moving along with today's show. It's already 1230. Uh, the other piece of news from the Star Mechanical News Desk, Luke or Braden Shen, 24th captain in Blues history. Congratulations to the Shen family. Yes, well done, Shen family. Uh, he replaced Ryan O'Reilly? Oh, yeah, oh. they didn't have a cap. Well, they had Petrangelo. Petrangelo. And did, was it O'Reilly? I think they just didn't have a captain for a bit. Or no, it was O'Reilly. I mean. It was O'Reilly. And then they didn't have anyone for a bit. Shen, I, I think Shen's a very underrated player in the league. Me too. Like, He's man, great. you go look at Braden Shen's career numbers. Also, kind of a sneaky good Puck Doku answer. Yeah, LA, played, Philly, St. Louis. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You kind of forget he played for LA. Yeah. Fifth that's overall, what, right? Was it that early? Something like that. Yeah, so fifth overall. Remember him in the World Juniors? Fifth overall. I wonder how many brothers have gone in the same spot in the draft. Man, he's been a 60-plus point pace like four years in a row. And that he'll beat consistent. your face in. Yeah. Like, He's, and he plays all situations. How old I love him. There's he's one player I would love to see in an Oilers jersey one day. Probably, I, it would probably never happen. Yeah, probably never but happen. he's just one of those guys where I, you're watching like, yeah, you're a good player all the time. Yeah. Shen boys. Same goes for Luke. Yeah. Sticking around. Uh, let's get to, we are going to do a Betway other sports report in a little bit. Um, also, that was a wrap on the Star Mechanical News Desk. But let's do a big list. We got a fresh one. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, Big List brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca. You go to the website, you find the little nation logo, you click that, find out how you can get a good deal. They insure the nation truck, but no matter what you need insured, Cornerstone Insurance has got you covered. Um, Liam, we will be back. The home opener for the Oilers is under a month away. Do you know they play on Sunday? Preseason? Yeah. Was told me. Couldn't, I don't, maybe they don't. Thanks, Was. <laughs> they play on Sunday, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's in the bio, along with British Columbia. I spelled Columbia wrong. In the bio of the I, YouTube? I spell it like Columbia, like the, the country. country, not Columbia, like British Columbia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, so today's big list, Liam, to celebrate the fact we are under a month away from the regular season home opener mm-hmm. for the Edmonton Oilers. We are counting down the five most annoying fan habits. Whoop, whoop. I love this one. Last week, we did the five most annoying parts of the preseason. This feels like a nice natural progression for things. Eventually, we'll get positive about them. Like we'll do the five things, the five niche things we're most excited about being back at Rogers. That'll be fun. But today we're just doing things that annoy us. Um, number five on the list, Aaron, let's pull it up. I took this one. I said, people who stand up too much, but also because Aaron wanted this one in people who don't stand up enough. Yeah. There have been a number of times where you're watching a game, the Oilers get a two on one. And, you know, maybe it's the second period. So it's not like the biggest moment in the game. They always get a two on one and you're like, all right, you're dialed in, you're watching. And then the guy in front of you just stands up and you don't get to see what the hell happened because yeah. the guy in front of you just decided, you know what? I should stand up when they're at the blue line. That's very annoying. Also, there's nothing I hate more than 90 seconds left in a game face off in the offensive zone. Everyone starts to stand up and there's one person next to you just parked. 
Yes. Just not yeah. moving. <laughs> Having good standing and sitting awareness is very important. People who clearly lack it, they're number five on the list. <laughs> I will say I experienced this in a positive way when McDavid scored his 60th goal in overtime against Arizona. Okay. Remember that game ended at like four o'clock in the morning because it was a TNT live broadcast. Mm-hmm. So I was row 13 behind the net McDavid scored at. And progressively, as he comes down on the first breakaway, doesn't he? You can feel people like shuffling to the front of the seat. Yeah. So you can literally see it. And then obviously he misses and then people like kind of shuffle back. And then he gets it again and everyone shuffles forward slightly. And then he scores and nobody stood up when it was happening. And then progressively, the wave of people just climbed up. I was like, that was incredible. I was like, thank you to everybody in that section. That's an that arena. Day. And a section that had good sitting and standing yep. awareness. They knew. They it's knew what to do. It's an important attribute to have as a fan. 100%. Oh, there were, I remember there was one game last year. I think there was like 15 minutes ago in the third period. And the Oilers got a two-on-one heading down. And the guy in front of me just boom, right up. And I didn't see the chance. I missed the whole thing. I remember I, I was sitting with my dad and he was pissed. I remember I was stood. And I asked you to put this one in and you didn't let me. <laughs> I was. I went to a game on Family Day. It was the Oilers versus um, Minnesota. Tyler Benson scored his first NHL goal. That I remember they, that. And they got smoked. They lost like five two or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely bastard. And this damn kid in front of me would not stop flossing. Ugh. Would not stop doing like these shitty little Fortnite dances. And I'm like, okay, doing when the music comes on during between plays, whatever. You're like ten years old. But they kept doing it and the parents just didn't do anything about it. I was like, I can't even see the game here. I would lose okay. my mind. I felt very dated right there because you said flossing and I was like, he was like, doing <laughs> like clean his teeth. Like. No, and also you said you wanted to put this on there and I didn't let you. Let me take people behind the scenes in our group chat where I gave my first two ideas and I said, any ideas here? You gave one that we used. Yep. I said, yes. Now we just need one more. And the only thing you said was children. <laughs> I felt like we couldn't just, I couldn't blindly put that on the big list. I thought that was enough context. <laughs> Number three or yeah, three. Two. We're, oh, two. Oh, we're two only. Oh, yeah, so you said the kids one. We're this four. Is, this is Liam's. This is Liam's. Go four. Too. Yeah. Liam, you can take this one away. I can't believe this wasn't higher. The wave. I mean, come on. There's a time and a place, people. Do you know when isn't a time? When it's two, two with three minutes left in the third yeah. and you lose. The one that will always stick out to me is, I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was this past season. They played the Vancouver Canucks and it was 2-2 midway, midway through the second or something like that. They started doing a damn wave and the Oilers lost that game like 5-2. Oh, oh yeah. I hate that. Wasn't that, that the season opener last year? No, no it was in like it was, January. It was later on. It was yeah. yeah around Christmas time. It was just like, holy smokes, people. Like, Wait till the four or five up and yeah. there's like two minutes left in the game. Midway through a period when it's tied is not the moment. Mm -hmm. A lot of you are throwing in things you don't like about Roger's place, not the conversation. This is about fan behavior only. So lines at the pisser, unfortunately, do not make this big list. I do like the wave one. I think it's very annoying. But if you're like up 6-1 and it's Saturday night and it's rocking, and then it's like, okay, yeah, (laughs) like the crowd's into it. The kids love it. But yeah, anything during a game. Yeah. Annoying. And my favorite part of the wave is how upset Liam gets. So uh, my favorite part is the people who tag me on yeah, Twitter when yep. the wave starts. Like, Don't worry, I've seen this. And I'm not happy. <laughs> Number three, people who chirp their own players slash team. A good one to add into this mix as well. I see Blank Project drop this one in there and Dr. Gonzo. 
Jersey throwing is 100% included in this part of the conversation. But there is nothing I hate. I'll never forget the lady sitting a few rows behind me for a game last year who thought she was so smart for chirping Darnell Nurse all the time. And like, I'm talking for like a full period and people around us were yelling at her to shut up. And she was like, I'm right. I know I'm right. Darnell Nurse sucks. I hate when people sit there and roast their own team. It is incredibly annoying. Why did you pay all this money to yeah. come sit there and just be negative and pissy? And I get it. Sure, it's your seat. You can do whatever you want. But when it's to the point of you annoying people around you or you're throwing stuff on the ice, people who are way too negative about their mm-hmm. own team, just stay home. Watch the game at home if that's what you want to do because you clearly don't want to be there. There is a difference. So just to throw this out there between chirping a player consistently like that yeah, or if a player makes an error and you're like, Oh, why'd you do that? Yeah, but Big like difference. But like a reacting to a play is fine. Yes. Darnell Nurse throws a muffin up the middle. Cody, whoever throws a muffin mm. up the middle and the crowd goes, Oh, yeah. Goalie lets him stop. Nine points on them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got. Oh, that guy with the jersey. Is that you? Is oh, that yeah. One? The guy who's wearing the ni- 9.25. It's like, oh, dude, what? You're, you're wasting your money. Yeah, he was point. wearing a nurse jersey with 9.25, is the thing. And it's like, who makes those? Well, like, also, why do you why? think you're funny? Yeah, like this guy committed eight years to stay in this city. Nine million. I would also yeah. do that too. Um, do you want to read Zigzag Wanderer there? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when the person in front of me turns around and pukes all over my lap. <laughs> no, the best one is what NFL team was that like three years ago where the person in the neck brace was sitting there and the person behind them was just like puking on them and the person in the neck brace like couldn't turn around. <laughs> I think it was like a Washington Commanders yeah, game. Yeah. Unhinged. Oh, no. Absolutely unhinged. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I would also hate that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's an honorable mention. Get honorable mention. Uh, let's get to number two on the list. Number two, people who get up in the middle of play. This Come one was on. mine. Yeah. I hate it. When you're sitting there and like the play's going on and all of a sudden the person next to you just gives you a, excuse me, <laughs> bro, whistle. Like, have you never been to a sporting (laughs) event in your life? I have no problem if 10 minutes to go in a period, Mm. you really need to piss or you're like, you know what? I'm going to beat the lines. I want to go quickly grab a beer. Go right ahead. That is your decision if you want to miss some play. Don't make me miss play. Mm. You wait till there's a whistle, damn it. Some people, I'm like, have you ever been in public before? That's why the usher at the top of the stairs will not let you walk down during the middle of play because it's annoying. So you got to do the reverse of that. I will also say, though, hilarious when you're like standing at the top and someone you're waiting for a whistle so you can go back to your seat and someone will just get stiff armed by an usher because they'll be like oh why is everyone just standing here and they'll try to go down the usher's like boom wait for a stoppage there's also another layer to this people who sit on the ends who refuse to stand up when you're like trying to leave oh and they just do like the awkward like like, it's like no 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 (laughs) you chose this seat this is part of the deal, buddy. Get off your ass yeah. so I can move out of the way. My dad loves sitting in aisle seats because he likes the easy access up and yeah, down, right? Hey, like I'm with you. I love sitting on aisles because, especially for NHL games, if your section's kind of close to a bathroom, you can, even with yeah. the Rogers lines, you can nail a piss break in and be Agreed. back in your seat by the time the puck drops again for a TV timeout. Yep. But that comes with responsibility. You need to be courteous. With great power. Yeah. (laughs) With with someone in the middle, if they're going up for their second trip of the intermission, you can't be mad at them. You wanted the aisle seat. Mm -hmm. If you want to sit undisturbed, you sit in the middle. You want the aisle for easy access? You got to be courteous to other people. 100%. Yeah. It's the way the game goes. Yeah. We're getting somewhere here. 
We're, we're getting somewhere here. Uh, Lance Kane says, my wife is one of those people. I'm assuming you mean one of the just awkwardly get a little shovel or if one some of people who pukes, no, I think not an issue at Rogers anymore because thankfully cup holders in most areas of the arena. Yes. But when people would just like, you need to skirty past them and they would just leave their beer there. And you're like, okay, like, come on, man. I don't want to have to like, like step yeah. over your beer and like whatever. Uh, anyways, that's our first four. Number one. I can't remember what number one was. Well, then you're going to be surprised. Children. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Wearing a jersey of a team that's not playing. Yeah. Just like Seattle Nation vacation coming up in November. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to wear my Devin Shaw jersey. Yeah, that's an Oilers <laughs> jersey. It's allowed. We're going to go watch the Commanders play the Seahawks. Yes. You know what I'm not going to do? Wear a Bills jersey. I will not be wearing my Lions jersey either. I'm with Oilers you. game. Oilers Canucks Saturday night. Some dudes rock, rocking a Habs jersey. Just wear normal clothes, bro. Yeah. Just wear a hoodie. Wear a wear anything else. Why? Why are you doing this? It, I, 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 I find know, it just it, infuriates me. I find it weird when guys, and I seen it like at River Arts games or stuff, they wear a different sport jersey. That to too. a sporting event. I'm yeah. like, that I can't see the connection there. I will say, asterisk. There was an Oilers game I went to back at Rexall the night of Jay's Royals game six. Oh. And I was like, you know, there are people okay. wearing Jays That's jerseys, and it's okay. like, you know what? Big moment, big moment. Sure. I get that, but like, if you go to the season opener and you're just like rocking a Riders jersey, it's like, <laughs> what are you? Just don't. Just wear normal clothes, bro. Just wear normal clothes. We need to discuss Rusty's comment. I think this is interesting. Okay, hit it. I disagree with this one. I went to a preseason game here in Utah between Vegas and LA last year, and wore my Oilers jersey. Booed both teams. LOL. Okay, how does that stand? Because Utah obviously doesn't have an NHL team. Special exception because, okay. Rusty, I would assume you don't get to go to a lot of NHL games yes. in your area. That felt like that feels like more of a celebration of the sport. So this is an interesting one, too. I will actually, I'm going to call myself out on this. I wore a Detroit Lions jersey once to an Elks game. No. And I felt very uh, foolish when I yeah, did it, though. Yeah. I felt no, silly. you're a fool. Yeah, yeah I felt no, silly on that one. So I, ne- I never did it again. Um but when I would go to hockey games when I lived in England, the Manchester Phoenix, um, nobody would wear a Manchester Phoenix jersey, and it was just random NHL jerseys spotted around the rink, which was kind of cool. But that's obviously different special circumstances, circumstances because sure. it's not that. But yeah, I agree. If we're just keeping it to Oilers jerseys, yeah, it's someone like guys I want to hear. I was at an Oilers Wild game. Blank Project, great contributor today. Blank Project, yeah, you, you. Win, you win commenter of the day. No prize, just pride. Um, Someone's wearing a Penguins game at an Oil- Penguins jersey at an Oilers Wild game. Why? Why? Just wear just wear a shirt. Just dress like <laughs> yeah. you're going to wherever. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Who? Uh, yeah. Drunk bros who get aggressive yeah. and screaming swears in front of kids at games. The cursing yep. in front of kids. Like don't if there's a kid kids. in front of you, you can hear everything somebody yep. says behind you. You can hear you every word. And I and I totally get it. Once in a while, one might slip out. Okay. Yeah. You might like you know, a bad call and you go, oh, like, oh shit, come on. That's okay. Yeah. But you're right. You can definitely tell when there are guys who like mm. every second word's an F-bomb and like <laughs> all that. You need to be this comes back to if we pull up the list again. Number five on the list, people who stand up too much. Someone else said people who lean yeah. forward. I would almost lump swearing into that one as like a have a good seat awareness. Understand yes. where you are. Ooh, seat awareness. Yeah, yeah like good I, seat awareness. I agree on that one. Also, there's one other thing. I love to stand up at games. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who will stand up just for the hell of it. Like I'll stand up for chances, but I always look and see who's behind me. 
Yeah. If it's like a grown ass man, I don't really care. Yeah. But if it's like a kid or a grandma or, or a, a lady, mm-hmm. not going to stand up as much. <laughs> Madame. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, you know what? This was a nice exercise just for us to one vent a little bit, but also training camp for fans. Yeah, too. We're getting back yeah. into it. Yeah, like, let's, let's start thinking of our good habits, how we're going to root on the Oilers as best as we can. We're in this together. Yeah, we're in this together. There's your big list brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Dave Lunn, a football related one, cat calling cheerleaders. I will add, absolutely, it's disgusting and gross, but nothing. And I saw it over the weekend funnier than random old dude in front of you just zooming in on a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. It's just like full and like fully, like the photo's grainy as hell. And he's just like, yeah, like, <laughs> dude. One, if you're horned up, the internet. Yeah, have you ever heard of the internet? You wouldn't do that for like any person in any or any woman in any other job. Just be like, looking good, looking good at work. Going, was gonna grab a pic of that. Super weird when you see guys doing that. <laughs> Last one, banging on the glass. Aaron and I discussed this beforehand. Yeah. We don't think this is bad. It's, it sucks when you're kind of watching the TV and they do it all the time, but I feel like it doesn't happen throughout the game very often. Plus, you're playing a big buck for those tickets. Yeah. If you want to bang yeah. on the glass, I think you can bang on I the said glass. if somebody's getting like pinned right in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, and they're right there, I, I'd be muscle memory. But yeah. seat awareness. Don't just do it yeah. randomly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oilers work in a power play. I don't want the guy five rows in front of me on the glass. Just like standing up like, yeah, shoot. <laughs> Right here. People who yell shoot also. Oh, yeah. You know what? That actually, that's my number one. Ryan Sharp, that's someone's daughter. Yeah. Like, (laughs) come on, man. Just because they're a cheerleader doesn't mean you can just like sit there in your weird seat being like, yeah, (laughs) hell yeah. Go Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah. This is taking a turn. Let's get her back on the rails. Sorry. Speaking of (laughs) cheerleaders. Okay. Did you see the Iowa State? Oh, uh, the, the, the male cheerleader doing his pants fall up? <laughs> it's an HR violation is what it felt like. <laughs> Not great. Uh, okay, let's wrap this up with a little Betway other sports report. I was at, oh, this ties in everything actually. So I was at the Bills game on Sunday. Shout out to Betway. I want a nice little chunk of money because my Buffalo Bills beat Lance's Las Vegas Raiders by a ton of points and it was great. Las but Vegas. Las Vegas. Oh, I get it. I like that. (laughs) We had, I had a great fan moment. I'm probably going to tell this story on real life. So Chalmers can hear it, but I'll tell it here as well. Sitting there and a section over bills fans, incredibly rowdy. And I love it. It's great. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, as you would, or as happens to these people get a little bit too intoxicated, they go a little too far. There is a guy. And I believe he started the game rocking overalls with no shirt underneath. Oh yeah. It eventually moved on to a point. Where he was just rocking a shirt and like some shorts. Overalls are gone. Don't know where they went. Third <laughs> quarter comes around. He's starting to get probably a little too intoxicated. There's some commotion going on up in his area. He was like a section over and like three rows up, four rows up. So I look over. Okay, something's happening there. Security comes. They wave him down. They escort him down to the bottom, whatever. The whole time he's kind of going down, arguing with him. You can tell he's hammered. Five minutes goes by and he's coming back. Security's escorting him back to his seat. And it's kind of like, okay, you assume misunderstanding or something, or they told him like, hey, put a shirt on or something like that. He gets to his seat and I shit you not within three minutes, 
there, not even, I should say 30 seconds. There is a dude wailing on him. Like he got back to his seat and like on site, another guy just started swinging at him and sheriffs come up more security. They drag that guy down and he is like, whatever, all rattled and yelling. They get him down and then they boot the other dude. And the section starts booing as the guy who was throwing the punches is getting escorted down. The section's booing at him. So he goes down. And I kind of said in the moment, I'm like, man, that first guy must have been doing something real bad. If you get you are allowed back at your seat and like on site, some dude sitting next to you is like, I'm beating the hell out of you. He has not cooled off in the five minute period. Like he sees him coming back up the stairs and in his head, he's like, I'm beating the shit out of this guy if he gets back in his row. And then the guy who was throwing the punches eventually gets let back and gets like a standing ovation from the section. <laughs> oh, that's sick. So I don't know what that first guy, naked overalls guy, did to have one, a guy be willing to beat the shit out of him in a public setting and then get a standing ovation. Also, whatever happened, security was okay with like, yeah, you beat the hell out of him, but get on back after that. You're good. This guy. And that's the mafia, a, baby. That's and then the you get a standing ovation from the crowd. And it was just like, what did this first guy do <laughs> to make like 30 people hate him, to make security and two sheriff's officers be like, you know what? That was justified. <laughs> Punching that guy in the head a bunch of times like makes a ton of sense. It was crazy. That sounds like that a great Bill's Mafia experience. Did it did it live up to the hype? Oh yeah. yeah. So like last year when I went, we kind of parked got dropped off closer to the stadium and i walked through like some of the rv tailgates and things like that which was good um this time around our uber driver like his map said we were a 30 minute drive away and the traffic was pretty bad and he was like you will walk there faster just get out so we walked the last little bit and like dude it's like a mile radius of the stadium is just people who like i don't even think they go to the game i think they just go drink and then watch the game on like a tv in their car or something but like everyone's partying it's like 9.45 in the morning and people are playing flip cup. It's bananas. (laughs) You go to like the kind of main tailgate area. They have like some stands and stuff. And then the RV lot, I posted a video of me shotgunning in front of a fire truck. I was proud of you. Good speed. Yeah. That fire truck also just has fireball and vodka on tap. Oh, baby. And they're just pour a shot. Lady walked up to me, shot. She was like, tilt your head back. I was like, what is it? She's like, don't matter. Boom. Yeah. All right. That's what you want to hear from a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> it was eyes. great, man. Like Bill's Mafia shows out. It was the home uh, opener. Any tables? Didn't see any tables. I think that's something that like happens a bit on social media, like but like yeah. it's a little bit bigger online than it actually is in person. But it was great. Anyways, Bill's got a big win. They covered the spread. Uh, your lines did not. I think we... Did we not? Oh, no, we didn't cover the spread. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, it's such a BS game. I'm not going to yeah. blame the refs because the Lions defense was terrible for mm. most of the day but some of those calls both ways were absolutely horrendous like the geno smith intentional grounding was stupid that yeah. was not intentional grounding and then there was a couple of like david montgomery had a touchdown taken back which he ultimately scored but like they called offensive pass interference on josh reynolds who was clearly just running his route and didn't even have his hands up and they called pass interference on him and then there was a holding at the end and the touchdown and it's just like this is stupid but lions lost their uh Best secondary player this weekend too. CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? CJ Gardner. Yeah, Johnson, that's it. Whatever. Take uh, off that team heck. Too bad. But they'll be back. Who do we play this week? Atlanta. Who is somehow two and zero. They might that, be uh, terrible. That's one of those teams that is still. Sorry to any Falcons fans, I guess watching. They are there still ending the year like seven. That division has three two and zero teams. 
the Bucks, the Saints. The, the Bucks Falcons. are legit. Yeah. Like, are they? My yeah, hot take of the year in my phone says Baker Mayfield is going to be a successful quarterback this year. He's good. Like, Thank he, you. He's just going to give he's good you enough. something every week. He's going to give you his effort every week. The I Saints think. are even a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. No, they suck. They didn't look great yesterday. They're they defense, looked great yesterday. Week one, though, they yeah. looked good. They were okay. Do you have the Betway out of town thing there? Actually, can I... Um, can I run a fantasy football trade? Oh, you? yes. Yes. Sure. Ask this. Okay. People in chat here. So let me know in the chat if you're playing along in fantasy football. So I will be, it's a dynasty league. I'll be acquiring T Higgins and a third round pick for Kyrian, Kyron Williams, who's the Rams running back, and Zay Flowers. My other wide receivers I would have would be Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, and Garrett Wilson. And my running backs without Williams, who I didn't play this week, would be Montgomery, who looks to be hurt for a couple of weeks, Derek Henry, Brian Robertson, Madison, and I have AJ Dillon. Yeah, I would do that trade. You're getting T. Higgins in a third? Mm-hmm. And a third. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I low on T. I, Higgins. I thought so. Too. And I said, I think you're selling high on Kyron Williams. Perfect. Yeah, I think it's a smart play. Okay, I'll accept after the show. Um, um, the one, sorry, the one spread that I like for this upcoming weekend, I would, I'm assuming we're doing that way. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. That way. Um, where was it now? Oh, did you have one while I try and find this thing? Um, I still think the Bills are being underpriced. I think they should roll the Commanders, although the Commanders do look kind of good. Um, what do I like here? This oh. is my first time looking at the spreads for this week, actually. Seattle, five and a half over Carolina. At home in Seattle, Bryce Young. He can't is, play quarterback. He's smaller than he's all of us. He's so small. He's <laughs> tiny. Dude, he that video see. of Miles Saunders having to be like, you're Push not, under, you're not yeah. under center. Crazy. It's crazy how that happens. I yeah. said this to my buddy last night when we were watching the games that how do these guys go first overall and then just can't play? Yeah. It's crazy. He had he had like 80 yards passing with like five minutes left in the fourth yesterday. That one play where oh, he was man. like falling and then just like threw it as he was oh, oh, brutal. Um, brutal. If you're looking for a couple of good teaser spots and teasing over the key numbers, uh, teasing Dallas down from minus 12 to minus six against the Cardinals is a very good spot. They should easily win by a mm. touchdown. Um, I think teasing the Bills down from minus six and a half to basically half a point is a good one to play yeah. with that. And then if you if the if some money comes in on the Texans this week, if you can get the Jag spread down to two and a half in a teaser, I would at that spread right now at nine and a half, I would take Houston. Yeah, I would too. Because Jacksonville, as a Trevor Lawrence owner, mm-hmm. they have not been very good. Not been very good. Okay, let's talk a little baseball here quickly. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays appeared dead in the water after losing four straight to the Texas Rangers. And then Texas just decided we actually don't want to win. And then Seattle was also like, oh, we don't want to win either. The Jays pull off three nail biting wins over the Boston Red Sox, which was incredible to be at the last two of them. That oh, Dalton Varsho yeah. oh, triple. Yeah, you were there. I was there. Yeah, I saw three. Dude. Yeah. So. When Dalton Varsho hit that triple to tie the game in the ninth, I was sitting in like right center field and like five rows up from the wall. So I had this great angle and I see the ball get hit and I'm like, no, that's right at him. And then you look and the in or the outfielder for the Red Sox takes like three hard strides in and my heart just about burst out of my chest because I'm like, that's over his head. Like, what was that guy <laughs> thinking? That's like they teach you that in mosquito ball is like never break in on a line drive. You, you sit back. Anyways, that guy cost him the game. Jays end up uh, walking him off that night on a Whit Merrifield chopper base hit. Win again. And now here's the scenario. If you're someone who only gets into the Jays around this time when the baseball gets more important and you like playoff baseball and you want to start rooting for him, here's the situation. 
The Jays have 12 games to go. Mm. If they go eight and four, they are in no matter what. Eight yes. and four guarantees them a spot because Seattle and Texas play each other seven times in their final 12 games. And Seattle has to play Houston three times as well. Mm -hmm. So there's no way because the Jays just need to be better than one of those teams. There's no way for everyone to accumulate enough wins. If the Jays just go eight and four, their schedule is hard. I would argue seven and five probably gets the Jays in as well. Six and six looking at how it's going might also get the Jays in, but eight and four guarantees that they start a series tonight in New York against the Yankees, who are also only six games back of the Toronto Blue Jays with six head-to-head games. So looking to kill the Yankees tonight. Jays are underdogs minus 105 with Yusei Kikuchi on the bump. I don't hate that spot as well. It's getting intense. How quickly things have changed from that Texas series. I I was ready to throw on the towel. I'm not somebody who religiously watches baseball because I don't have cable. Um, But last week, it seemed like everything was over. I'm pretty sure the world actually ended. Series against Texas starts, and the Jays, I think, had a 65% chance of making the playoffs. Yep. They get swept. It drops to 30. They sweep Boston, and Texas gets swept by the Guardians, and it's now back up to 80%. Crazy. (laughs) If the Jays get get in, though, look out, because their pitching and bullpen is potentially the best in the American League. Who would they play if they got it? Would it be Seattle? No. Uh, are you looking at the standings? Yeah, yeah. I got them right here. So the way the standings work is right now, Baltimore and Houston would get buys. Oh, Houston see. or Minnesota like would Texas? then play the fourth team. So right now, Seattle and Texas are tied for that oh, last so spot. So Texas wouldn't be in. No, Texas and Seattle are just tied gotcha. right now. Only one of them can get in. This line so, is very deceiving. I know it is. And then Toronto would play Tampa right now. Oh, that's a tough one, though. Yeah, right. but they're, I mean, like, you never want to go to the Trop because it sucks, but no McClanahan. Oh, also, really sad thing. I had this water bottle for a while. You may recognize it. I carry I'm familiar around. with that. Yeah. This is a new one because oh. the first one is my favorite. It's got great airflow and of course, Jay's yeah. favorite water bottle. I dropped it a few months ago and it blew up. Okay. And I was like, damn, that has my favorite water bottle. I was very sad about it. Throwing it in the garbage was a tough day for me. Mm-hmm. Go to the J shop. They have them in stock. Wow. Who I decided to, decide to bring it in today. Wait. I step outside of the truck in the office and immediately drop it on the ground. <laughs> it broke? No, thank God it didn't. But like, dude, my heart sunk so fast. First day back with it, washed it, ready to go. He books lucky, another trip to T.O. Lucky <laughs> water bottle. And I just literally stepped out of my truck and was like, are you shitting me? Yeah, it's fine. I have, um, I have a water bottle that tells me it's one of those time uh, yeah, ones, yeah. which is honestly useless, but I kind of like it. And the day before I left for Europe, it, my girlfriend dropped it and it broke. Like the oh. lid snapped off. And I, I, I mean, it's still functioning. I was like, I'm not taking that out of fury. And I'm, I'm a person whose hydration levels dictate my mood. So I finally got one back the other day. I've been very pleasant ever since. <laughs> At least that's what I've been told. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap up it. the show. We got to wrap up the show because it's one o'clock. Shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Jay's Moneyline, my favorite pick of the day as it is every Tuesday. You already know. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another good show from the Sports Closet Studio. Next week, back on Tuesday, Frank Saravalli live in studio, potentially for a special show. In studio? Whoa! I did not know this. I got to zoom up. this camera. This Giddy up. Giddy up. Oh, gotta clean uh, up. We will, confirming the day, but there will okay. be a bonus episode of O&E coming when Frank Saravalli gets down. So uh, giddy up. 
Chartered Sherwood Ford, Sports Closet, Star Mechanical, Cornerstone, and Betway. We'll be back next Tuesday. Enjoy your week, Oilers fans. 